The college football transfer portal is going crazy on today's episode of the Locked On Global Podcast. We're going to talk about the positions of need that the Cardinals need to address via the portal. So with that being said, let's get right on into the show. You are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Happy Thursday. Welcome into another episode of the Locked On Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started today. As I always do, I want to take this time to personally thank each and every one of you for making Locked On Global your first listen of the day. Just a reminder that the Locked On Global podcast, free and available on all streaming services, including YouTube, five days a week, your team, every day. Well, on Monday, the transfer portal officially opened up for underclassmen, and a ton of players have entered since then. We're going to talk about the top needs position-wise for the Louisville Cardinals Via the portal, for me, the top two positions of need are cornerback and offensive line. We'll talk about why that is in the corresponding segments. Also want to just discuss the um, point of addressing depth. What positions need more depth than others? Which positions are in line for possible starting level guys? And more. So, frankly, I wanted to have this episode because before you can really discuss all of the players that Louisville could be involved with, I think it's key to discuss, well, what positions should they truly be focusing on? Well, the technically correct answer is all of them, considering that that is what Jeff Brom did last offseason, even in positions where you felt like, okay, you know, the team's probably done adding players. Nope, we're going to add one more for depth purposes. And we saw key injuries this year for the Cardinals. And what happened? Depth stood up when um, it needed to. These players stood up when their respective numbers were called. So one thing that I will tell you, and, you know, every fan base does this, is that, you know, when a player enters a portal, you know, Fan bases across the country say, well, insert team here needs to go after this guy. Insert team here needs to go after this other guy or this other guy. Chances are they probably reached out to all three if they obviously are on the Power 5 level, etc. What I will continually preach is that you have to understand that I would say that the majority of the players entering the portal, well, especially the the higher rated guys that Louisville is striving to go after or what fans the the players that fans want Louisville to go after you have to understand that when it comes to the portal the majority of these types of players already have the destination in mind a lot of times it's already determined where they're going to go it's just a matter of timing on when they're going to make that commitment public so that's something to focus on but it's pretty clear with the scholarships available for Louisville right now, they're likely going to go with almost every different position that's out there. For me, the top two that are needed, number one for me is cornerback. And for two reasons. Number one, you lose your big-time guys. There's still a chance that Jarvis Brownlee could be back. It's seemingly 50-50 at this point. So 
I will say that even if Jarvis does announce that he's coming back, I still think that cornerback is one of your top two needs. You lose Quincy Riley, who is one of, if not the best cornerback in the ACC in 2023. You lose a veteran transfer in Storm Duck, who played some big-time snaps for the Cardinals this past year, the transfer from North Carolina slash Penn State. Um, some other players in that room. Marquise Groves Killebrew, the talented Transfer from Texas A&M, the guy who has local ties, announced that he was going back into the transfer portal. So that could have been a guy that you looked at maybe in 2024 to potentially play some big-time snaps. When you look elsewhere at who Louisville can now fill those spots with, you're being tasked with potentially, worst-case scenario, having to replace not only your starters at cornerback, but also the two-deep as a whole. Now, you have some other players like Trey, Flank, Trey Franklin, who are, who's there. You have um, Antonio Watts. He plays more of a linebacker role, can play in the slot. Derek Edwards has played uh, a decent amount, too. You have Marcus Washington, the transfer from Georgia, that didn't really get much time this year either. And then there's Aaron Williams, former four-star recruit that – got injured in high school, missed pretty much all year rehabbing that injury, and it truly made no sense to come back at the end of the season and potentially come back too early or maybe even burn the red shirt. There was no need, especially with the secondary that Louisville had uh, for this defense. So for me, it's the cornerback position, not only because of the guys that you're losing, but also who is rising up into those levels. Yeah, I don't really trust true freshmen or redshirt freshmen to to rise into those positions at this point in time. Louisville has a couple of defensive backs committed up into this point. Um <clears throat> excuse me, you have uh actually technically only one cornerback and that is uh Raymond Mosby, the three-star cornerback from Atlanta, Georgia. I don't really feel comfortable suggesting that he is going to be in a starter level, maybe not even a too deep um, level next year. And that's okay because he's a true freshman, but it just goes to show you that there's no players that you can look at right now, in my opinion, that you're like, okay, this guy is going to start at cornerback for the Cardinals. Now I do think that Trey Franklin is, you assuming that these players stick around, right? I do think that Trey Franklin, Marcus Washington, Derek Edwards are going to be three players along with Aaron Williams, four, I guess you could say, that are going to contend for, at the very least, rotational snaps. But I think that it's going to be a situation where Jeff Brom and company are going to have to go to the portal and get maybe not just one, maybe two, possibly three, depending on how confident you feel in the rest of this room, right? There is uh, going to be a ton of opportunity, a ton of potential playing time available at your disposal that you can go with, etc. So for me, and you see with the way Louisville is recruiting out of the portal currently, but Will Lee, the transfer from Kansas State who just named um, a top three, Louisville is in that mix, and I think that he's going to be visiting sometime soon uh, over the next two weeks or so. I think that there's a priority to get him on campus and see if you can get a commitment from him. He's one of the top-rated cornerbacks in the country at the moment in the transfer portal. But it's key. You saw the secondary be a key point of emphasis this season, especially when the Louisville pass rush didn't get home. 
what happened? Well, the secondary was a little bit vulnerable. Was that due to the cornerback's position? Maybe, maybe not. I think that the um, inability, or I, I guess you could say unavailability was the better word, of Jarvis Brownlee, him battling injury for the back half of the season, definitely hurt the secondary because teams were just targeting whoever was opposite of Quincy Riley, and they were trying to take the top off of the defense. So you lose a lockdown cornerback in Quincy Riley, and you potentially lose um, Jarvis Brownlee as well, deciding or depending on whether he goes to the NFL or not. Granted, it would be huge if you got Jarvis back because he would, number one, already be one of your best tacklers on the team, one of the best leaders on the team. You have a veteran guy who's played in this league, knows the system, and he is definitely proven. He got better at the end of 2022. He was great when he was healthy in 2023, and he would be a possible all-ACC level guy in 2024. So obviously there's a lot that rides on that decision. But nonetheless, I think the only thing that really matters is how many cornerbacks Louisville's going to go after. I think it's hands down the most important position at the moment. Uh, well, I guess you could say 1A, 1B, because offensive line is extremely important as well. But for me at this point, with the guys that you're losing, you're losing you know, two very good players in Riley and Duck, and then you lose a talented young player like MGK, and the numbers are sort of thin at the moment as well. I could definitely see Louisville taking two to three players in the position group, depending on that decision from Jarvis Brownlee. So that's something to watch here. And I'm interested to see it. What do you all think are the key positions of need via the portal? Drop a comment in the YouTube section below. If you're listening to this on um, an audio platform, leave a comment on the Locked on Louisville uh, Twitter podcast page. I'm very interested to see what you feel is the largest position of need for the Cardinals in the portal. For me, it's cornerback and offensive line because of it's a two-parter because of the players leaving and the um, not necessarily concern, but the overall, um, I mean, I guess it's really just a matter of it's, it's a question as to there's just not a lot showing at the moment. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm struggling to find the word there. At this time, there's a lack of clarity. Let's just say there's a lack of clarity on who's going to step up. So cornerback is 1A for me. 1B is offensive line. Now we saw why offensive line is key in that game against Florida State. Louisville has to get better in the trenches. They weren't bad in the trenches by any means, but it just goes to show you that there still is room for growth as a unit moving forward when you go up against teams like Kentucky with a large defensive line, Florida State with an NFL-led defensive line. Um, and it's clear with some of the offers that the Cardinals have been handing out that offensive line is a point of emphasis. There's a potential to maybe lose three starters on that line, and we'll talk about that um, here momentarily after we talk about our friends and the title sponsor. That's not it. There we go. The title sponsor of the show, FanDuel. As the weather gets colder, look, I hate it. I hate when the weather gets cold. But one thing is for certain, the NFL, not so much. The offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. 
That's 150 bucks if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, those there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and my favorite, same-game parlays. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to kick off the NFL season. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, Cardinal fans. Thanks again for making Locked On Global your first listen of the day. Definitely appreciate it. Just a reminder that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming content. We just talked about why cornerback was so important, and that was because of the players that you're losing and the lack of clarity of who's going to step up of the players who's already on the roster. I think that that same argument can be said for the offensive line. Now, granted, this was a pretty solid unit in 2023. They battled some health issues. Brian Hudson battled injury all season long. You lost Renato Brown um, halfway through the season when he sustained an injury warming up against Pittsburgh. You are projected to bring him back in 2024 at some point in is yet to be determined whether or not he's going to be ready to play to begin the season or halfway through the season or whatever that timeline reads. It's simply too early to tell. But at this point, you're losing potentially three starters. Brian Hudson's going to the NFL. You lose Eric Miller as well. I saw something to where maybe Willie Tyler had more eligibility. I'm not for certain if that is the case. Um, I try to look into that as to whether or not um, he could come back for another season. I guess, truthfully, it is still TBD, even if he does have an opportunity to come back. Well, there's no guarantee that he is going to take that opportunity. You look at, um, he was, I think, a member of the, I, I don't know exactly what, um, year he graduated high school, but he's a redshirt senior coming into the season. So it makes you wonder as to whether or not, you know, he's going to have any availability left. Um, played at Louisiana Monroe for a season, Rutgers at a season, uh, Texas as well. There's a chance that he does have another year because of the redshirting. And if he does, that is a great opportunity um, to have for Tyler, whether or not he wants to come back. And if you're Louisville, obviously you would love to have him back because he was a great left tackle. But overall, we will see as to whether or not that is going to be something that Willie is going to come back for another year or if he is going to um, leave. It's my understanding that he doesn't have another year of eligibility. 
that this was his final season. Now, is there a medical redshirt possibility? I don't know. And maybe I should have found this out earlier, but I truthfully looked and, and couldn't find anything. So it's something that I guess we will see in due time. But um, regardless, I say all that to say that there's a chance that Louisville is without three starters from 2023 when the 2024 campaign kicks off. Left tackle, right tackle, and center. And those are some very key positions. Now, all signs point to getting Michael Gonzalez back, who would be huge on the interior. Now, granted, one thing that you could focus on is Gonzalez started at tackle in 2022, and he moved to guard in 2023. So he can play either, and I think that that versatility is huge to have. Um, Renato Brown, we'll see whether or not that's going to be something that um, – his depending on the availability there to whether he plays to start the year or not, you lose a guy like John Paul Flores. And then you look to players like Trevante Sylvester, uh, Josh Black, Austin Collins could be the backup at center. Um, Lance Robinson, et cetera. You lose Vincent Lamia. That was the one bad thing. Not really a bad thing, but the one drawback to going to the portal to get, um, grad transfer offensive lineman is that you don't get that continuity, but you got a great year out of these players. Now you have to go to the portal and essentially do it again. Now, could there be an interior movement? Well, that is to be seen whether or not you have guys like Luke Burgess, who is the tallest player on the team right now, um, offensive tackle from the 2023 class. You have a couple other 2023 guys, Joe Crocker, um, offensive tackle from Tennessee. And then, obviously, fan favorite Madden Sanker, the four-star interior offensive lineman from Paulding, Georgia. Just something to keep an eye out on. It could be a situation to where you go get a player in the portal or a couple offensive linemen in the portal um, in the winter, and then you do what you did last year. You go through a little bit of spring ball, go to the spring game, and if you feel that there is a large need, like there was after the spring game last year, well, you then go to the portal and you address the offensive line. There's going to be a couple offensive linemen that are already visiting, so it seems that they're trying to go ahead and um, rebuild the trenches for the program and get some continuity into this team overall moving in. So for me, offensive line is extremely key, and – you know, whether or not you believe that Tyler Shuck can be QB1 for Louisville, no matter who you believe is the best quarterback, it really doesn't matter if your offensive line is not solid. And it's going to be something that a lot is going to depend on that, especially for a team that has a ton of um, running potential as well with a possible return of Jawar Jordan, a possible return of Isaac Garendo, and some solid guys coming in to the running backs room. So for me, Offensive lineman is 1B in the top position need for the Cardinals via the portal. But what about depth? What other, what other positions need depth? Um, what are some positions where starters are still not determined yet? Well, we're going to talk about that here momentarily after we talk about our friends over at Prize Picks. If you didn't know, Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's literally just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, you pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. There's two key reasons why I am a huge fan of Prize Picks. Number one, that is the combo projections. 
So what happens is you can go and select players from different leagues in one combo projection. One key one that I talk about, LeBron James, Travis Kelsey, at a 10.5 combo of three-pointers made plus receptions. That's extremely key. And the number one reason is the reboot policy. It is an insurance policy for injuries. If one of your players gets injured in the first half and doesn't return for the second, that player is automatically rebooted. That doesn't happen on any other service. So what you have to do is go to prizepicks.com slash college. Use the code college for a first deposit match up to $100. Once again, prizepicks.com slash college and use the code Locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Daily fantasy sports made easy. You know, when we talk about addressing depth, Jeff Brom showed last year, even if you think you might have depth, if you have open scholarships, use them to your advantage because you never know how handy or how much they or how well they might come in handy. I'm tripping over my words. Um, but we saw all throughout the season, I mean, MJ Griffin before the year, Jawar Jordan um, halfway through the season, Jarvis Brownlee halfway through the season, Renato Brown. Multiple key players for Louisville either missed the rest of the season, the full season, or weren't really back to 100% during the season. And what happened? Well, you had depth step up, and that's going to be key. But what are potential starter level spots? Number one for me, let's go to the offense, tight end is a key spot. I think that, you know, with no Joey Gatewood now, I understand that Nate Kariski is projected to make a, a solid run at the tight end position. Jamari Johnson's going to be in the conversation. I think that tight end is going to be a spot to where Louisville looks to upgrade. They weren't really able to do that much, although it was serviceable in 2023. I think that they definitely able they definitely look to upgrade that position. Wide receiver, it all depends on the numbers. Does Jamari Thrash come back? There's a possibility. Do you bring, or not really do you bring the back, but do Kevin Coleman Jr. and Mari Huggins-Bruce and Chris Bell all return? And I, I think that this is a spot to where I think that Louisville's going to add at least one wide receiver in the portal, depending on what Jamari Thrash does. I think that one is probably the minimum to give you some more depth, to give you a potential star-level guy again. Running back's the same way. What does Jawar Jordan do? What does Isaac Garendo do? I feel better about Jordan returning then I do Garendo. Um, does Maurice Turner at that point enter the portal of Jordan and or Garendo come back? What does Keewon Brown do? You have two four-star level guys uh, at the running back position in Isaac Brown and Duke Watson that um, are committed to the program as well. That's something to look out for. Does Louisville look to go to the portal? The skill positions are sort of up in the air because of um, potential returnees. So, Quarterback, I, I'm still on the fence as to whether or not I believe that Louisville would go after another quarterback. I'm really not sure. That might be sort of after spring ball. And cornerback was 1A. Offensive line was 1B in terms of top position needs in the portal. I think that 2A is the defensive line. I, I think that there is a potential that you need to add some big-time players depending on what happens. Like A lot of these are going to be based upon decisions. Ashton Gelati being the most important decision on the defense. Does he stay or does he go? That is the key question because if he stays, well, then you're looking to potentially replace Stephen Heron. And if he goes, well, you're looking to maybe bring in two starting edge rusher level players. Um, defensive line, I think that you're going to continue to try to add some difference makers up front 
in the trenches. Linebacker room, you could potentially go with depth now that you're losing a guy like um, Jackson Hamilton to the portal and you lose Gilbert Frierson. Your linebacker room gets a little bit older. Maybe you look to add a stud uh, starting level guy that can compete for starting level snaps or a rotational player. Like we mentioned, the cornerback's position, you need some starters. You need some depth pieces as well. Safety, you pretty much have the starters locked up at the moment. MJ Griffin and Devin Neal are pretty solid as it comes when it go, when it comes to um, you know ACC starters. And you potentially look for depth there because you also mean gets to the portal. Cam Kelly is to the NFL. And all you really have right now is uh, D'Angelo Hutchinson. Um, and potentially, I think, Jaden Spearman and Jathan Hatch are the true freshmen coming in. So you need to address that. And special teams, I think that Louisville needs to potentially look for some upgrades at the special teams, uh, place kicker, punter. Um, the Cardinal special teams weren't necessarily all the greatest this season, so that's something that we're going to focus on. Simply put, I think that you can make a case that every single position could use depth addressing. And sometimes you should be in best player available mode and, and just figure out the you know, the logistics of it later. And I think that we're going to see that. I think that some of the players that they're looking to bring in are difference makers because with the 12-team playoff, the opportunity for Louisville is there to make this playoff. The schedule is tougher than it was in 2023, but it's still not um, a mammoth schedule. And you have the opportunities, you have the scholarships, you have the playing time available to really go into the portal and get some big-time players. So that's something key. And we're going to talk about uh, some of these players on the upcoming episodes of the Locked on Global podcast. But that's going to wrap up today's episode of the show. Everyone have a great day. We'll see you right back here very soon.